Oh, we're going to do intro first. Intro first. Intro first. Intro. Howdy, howdy. This is Chris Erickson. And Cassidy Lewis. We are both born and raised here in North County, San Diego. We're dads, we're husbands, and we're both realtors. And this podcast is all about the people, the places, and the stories around North County. Thanks for tuning in to North County Now. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another really exciting episode of North County Now. This is episode 171. Thanks for joining. Appreciate it. Well, you'll hear my voice crack a couple times. What's up with your voice there? (laughs) (laughs) So what happens when I go to a baseball game? Too much fun, huh? (laughs) Too much fun. Too much fun. And I completely um, got Cam and Braden both into the same um, actions when you're at a ballpark. They were, we had to tell them to quiet down at some point because they were yelling like dad. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. We will talk about that a little bit. I was uh, at the ballpark last night with the family, which was super fun. Nice. And uh, what else are we going to get into today? Oh, we got a lot. We got a lot. We got <laughs> obviously our craft corner yes. coming in hot. We have on the craft corner. There's not too much beer, brewery, winery, crafts news. So we got um, obviously our beers of the week coming up. We got a little bit of um, from San Diego Magazine, low to no alcohol beers in SD. So as with uh, these hot days, some of those ones might be real nice to have right now. Yeah. Got a little something coming soon to Encinitas uh, over, I think it was by the old Target by Rico's, but it's not Rico's, it's right across the road. So, <laughs> yeah, got a little bit of a um, uh, San Marcos update coming up. Cool. Got camping, or the debate <laughs> is glamping, camping, and go over that because we went out to a little place called, well, I guess it's not little. The guy said there it was about, I asked the guy how big the property was. He said, uh, I don't know. I've never been to the end of it. So, <laughs> so it's like 285 or 300 acres or something. So pretty large property up it, uh, in the city of, uh, let's call it uh, Val- Val- Valermo. Yeah, there we go. Valerso- <laughs> Val- I don't even know how to say it. I need to look it up again. <laughs> I think there's a C in there. Or I just say it really funny. So anyways, get into that. And it was actually super fun, but we'll get into a few exciting things that happened out there. Nice. But, um, and then real quick, I want to start you guys off. Oh, wait, we're going to get into as well. Uh, continue on that MLB trade. I'm sure you have some insight into all that, even yeah. though it wasn't the the Giants. It was the Padres who, so kind of get your, your thoughts on who they brought in. I'm sure you have a better idea than I do. I just read one article so (laughs) and uh but yeah starting off i found a new instagram follow so if you guys are looking for stuff to do in san diego we're always trying to provide you value and that's kind of part of this podcast north county now is to kind of get you guys educated what's going on obviously get into a little bit of real estate here and there get you some some new breweries some new beers all that kind of stuff that's going on but uh this i just came across it's not a new Instagram follow, maybe you already follow, but it's SD bucket list. Uh, the best things to do in San Diego. So 
and then they just kind of go through. There was, you know, taste 20 plus beers and burgers next month in Golden Hill Park. There's uh, a little tiki time, uh, it's, uh, tiki tours. There's a hidden picnic, picnic spots. Um, so a lot of it's kind of downtown or kind of that gas lamp and that surrounding area of San Diego. But um, there is one right here who's in for a beachfront staycation at the seabird in oceanside so they got some stuff up here as well um actually this nice. one was recent five weeks ago they were giving away a one night stay at the seabird and they have a picture their picture is from the first picture they have is from their their pool up there it's pretty rad it's overlooking the you got a nice view of well obviously the ocean but the pier's right there it's some palm trees it's like iconic san diego it's pretty rad so Very anyways cool. uh yeah so that's your that's your not tip of the week, but your follow of the week SD bucket list on the old Instagram and come follow us. Cause I'm going to start putting up some stuff too, things to do something we just did. Well, both things, the Hutopia and then where we went golfing in reels and uh, save it to your guys's Instagram feeds or that little, those little save button, save it. So when you guys are looking for stuff to do, boom, I gotcha. So go over there. <laughs> I'm at, I am Chris Erickson over on the old Instagram. So come say what's up over there. And I'm at Cassidy Lewis RE on Instagram as well. Go say what's up over there as well. So, and um, yeah, so go and then, yeah, obviously SD bucket list because we live in SD. I mean, there's so much stuff. There was stuff that I've wanted to do for a long time that just you don't think about. You're like, oh, let's just go on a hike or go to the beach or, I mean, mm-hmm. there's even hikes I want to do too around here. Uh, but there's the surf museum up in oceanside i want to check out mm-hmm. there is the have you guys Ford done the source? midway we were just talking about that because uh-huh. we went to coronado um this past weekend and um brayden's really into like just seeing the battleships and he, he's my kiddo that yells plane or helicopter when he sees it still yeah um, and but you can see from coronado like we took a little golf cart ride over to like the pier area to um the ferry station spot. Yeah. You can see the big old battleship and the aircraft carrier, And then you can see the midway across the way. And when I told him, I said, we should go do that. You can get, you get to go on it and in it. And he's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) How have you not told me this? Yeah. So we're definitely going to play. I did it. um, I would, before we had kids, we did it uh, with Chelsea's family. And it's awesome. Like you go like inside the living quarters, you go like you go into the guts of, a huge aircraft carrier. Um, I think it's self-guided. I think you have like the, and maybe there's different options, but I think you have like um, either headphones or a map or so, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Up in your old stomping grounds. That's what we did at Alcatraz is the guided tour. You throw on the, the the headphones and cruise around is rad. It was pretty fun. So yeah, we, yeah, we have something like that down there. It'd be cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, midway, it's not very expensive. Um, it, it, you know, you can walk around for a couple hours too. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's interesting. And then you, on the deck too, they have old planes and, and, and stuff up there too. Um, so it's pretty rad. Remember when they played, uh, well, they, they did, were doing it for years. The yeah, basketball, basketball games up there. It was yeah. pretty sweet. So weird. Yeah. It's like a really random, like, don't, don't airball it too bad. It's going to go in yeah. the ocean, but. <laughs> well, even basketball outside is not the easiest thing either. Yeah, you know, especially exactly. on the bay where it's breezy. <laughs> a little bit, of, 
it does change the game a little bit. So hopefully it's just like a, I mean, I think it was a real game, but it's not a, um, I think it was, yeah, I think it was an exhibition. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. You can't have those ones count, but, (laughs) uh, yeah. SD bucket list followed by our friends, Cassidy Lewis, RE. Yep. Followed by the San Diego seals. Yep. Followed by our other friends, pond team, real estate, Mm -hmm. our other buddies, Casperson brothers, Kai Ola, Broad Street Donuts. So they got, you know, there's a lot of intermingling. Lake House Hotel nice. over in San Marcos. So I just had a Broad Street Donut last weekend or the, maybe it was the weekend before. All right. Delicious. So yeah. good. Yeah. Definitely good stuff. Uh, oh, bye, Julie. I don't know where she's going. <laughs> she just waved. So see ya. <laughs> All right. But let's get into Hutopia. Can we start there? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Let's. So. Hutopia. It's up in, it's called Paradise Valley is the, so they have two, well, let's start here. It's, it's a glamping site up in, it's about two and a half hours from Encinitas. So maybe a little shorter if you're a little bit inland from you're at or San Marcos on the other side of the hill or anywhere there. Uh, just shoot up the 15, the right pass. You get off the same exit as Mountain High and then you kind of cruise in there for, for a little bit longer uh, past that. Have you ever been to Mountain High, by the way? No. Yeah. I was always snow summit or bust. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, it just makes driving there and then driving to bear. It's basically the same. I thought when we got season passes up to mountain high, right after I came back from Tahoe, I thought it was closer, maybe two hours away or, you know, hour and a half, but it's definitely two hours more two two hours plus. Yeah. Especially if there's any sort of snow, that whole road gets backed up. Oh my gosh. It's a mess yeah. up there. And it's like, super coming from tahoe going to mountain high i was like yeah i'm done snowboarding <laughs> <laughs> yeah not uh, quite the but, same huh yeah yeah for sure but uh here's a little from their about page welcome to hutopia paradise springs the newest glamping site in southern california it's only an hour and a half from la to an hour from here come cool off the oasis in the middle of the mountains and desert in a canyon with a flowing spring set on 150 acres like i think the guy said it's bigger than that but um, the camp has been around since the 1920s when some of Hollywood's greatest names came to spend relaxing weekends, enjoy the large spring water pool on site, cafe bistro, homemade pizzas there. You got some French crepes. So the company Hutopia, they are in Europe. They have a bunch. I think they're based out of France because I believe there was a French flag flying Hutopia, US flag, French flag. And uh, they got a bunch over there. This is their first like West Coast one. They have a few up in Maine and uh, that side of Canada. What side of Canada is that? That would be East. BC's our side. So like, what's that uh, Toron- province I don't up know, there? Like Toronto's up there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they have cruising up. You're coming out of the desert, just like anywhere up there as you're cruising to, you know, uh, Mammoth or any of that direction. You're, you're going through the desert and then all of a sudden you just cruise into like these mountains you're like whoa where did i where did i just go but what as you get up there the road kind of turns to a little less maintained uh as you come in and start getting into a little more trees a little less desert uh there's a sign that says welcome to the burn zone and it was because it was uh, one of the la fires it just they had yeah. you know the whole all the hillsides were burnt so you're like i don't know it's just kind of ominous feeling yeah. there's like a bunch of cars parked on the side and the, there's a river going through there. So a bunch of people like cruising the river, big old dumpsters. Like I think people from just around there, like that's a cool, you know, that's like a hangout spot. So go up there for the weekend. 
Yeah. So as you get past that, you're through the burn zone, then you're still cruising down the road. And it recently rained the day before the those big storms that cruise through like uh Vegas most notably like Vegas. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of where it made news. But cruise through here actually dumped on us a little bit going up there. But uh there's a construction crew and they were like clearing out a mudslide and we're like and Julie's like, we're going up, you know, it's kind of they don't have a ton of info on this specific one. She's like, did we just get like fire festival or like, (laughs) (laughs) and a few people like, as we were going up are, are saying the same, like that we talked to that they were kind of had the same thoughts. Like, yeah, it's just like, like, cause you just cruise down this road for a few miles and there's nothing and then more nothing. And then you get into all that stuff and then you just drive and you're like, huh. That's it. I, I was hope, telling, hope there's something here. Yeah, that's what I was telling you the other day. Is when my dad, my brother, and I went up to Idlewild uh, before COVID, I think. So like maybe four years ago. Yeah. Um, that it was the same thing. Like they had had a really bad fire like th- three or six months before, and I didn't. I would probably heard about it when it happened, but it didn't like put together like where it was. Yeah. And it literally was same thing. Like burned on both sides, just absolutely like huge hills, just torched. And literally it's like, uh, Idlewild two miles. And it's like, Oh God, it's going to look <laughs> like this in the camp, like in Idlewild, like in the yeah. campground and literally you come around a corner and all of a sudden you got big trees and it's beautiful again. But I, same, same thought process is going through my head. I'm like, how did I book this campground? And it's like <laughs> <laughs> completely burned to the ground. Yeah. What's going yeah. on here. I'm sure it's happening more and more with all the new fires and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, where you was once a, lush or i guess semi-dead forest and now it's burnt out um so you're like come on hopefully there's something coming up here (laughs) uh, so finally you come and there's a small sign and it's a little bit nicer up here you're not you know cruising up and once you get there it's 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 rad there's walk up check in it's you park your cars in this huge parking lot and then as you know the all the not tents well i guess they're tents they're canvas tents but they're built on platform you know it's a wood floor non-portable tents non-portable tents yes they're built in they have a foundation it's like it's you know they're on a raise above the ground so it's it's definitely not a camping tent as you would uh, say because well yeah it's got a bathroom it's got (laughs) basically two bedrooms (laughs) it's got you know a fan it's got like a little living room I mean, this is all tight, you know, if you take power, power. Kind of, you didn't mention power. Oh, we do have power. But... There was a, there was a, a, a fan, you know, a overhead fan in there. Yeah. So, uh, that was, that was our tent, but yeah, you cruise up, but you park and then you have to walk up to check in and the whole, once you get into like the, the area, there's no, you know, cars, they all park kind of on the, in the gravel parking lot. And then when you're going to bring all your stuff to your tent, I say it in quotes, there's, you know, wagons. So you're like kind of you know loading stuff back in in and for and it's it's not crazy far but you know it's ours was kind of in this little area in uh, open meadow which was pretty rad but nice the 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 whole thing was cool midweek was awesome i guess the weekend before they had like 20 plus families in there and then this we went monday through thursday they had i think six rotating in and out so just less people. I think midweek was, was the way to go. They're open from like May to let's say kind of, what are we in August, maybe September, October, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, Cause it is somewhat, it's some elevation. Definitely. It probably gets chilly. Yeah. Chilly. There was some signs, you know, the change required signs uh, as you're going, but where we were yeah, obviously not right now, 
and it's not a ton of elevation, but yeah. maybe a few thousand feet. Um, but they do have full on. So when it was built in the twenties, they had a pool, they, which have since redone and out of this huge deck and, you know, like made it a lot more usable, but mm-hmm. huge pool, like Olympic size swimming pool with all the spring water. So it's uh, on the chillier side, yeah. but super nice. Cause it was, you know, hot, it was muggy and just nice to kind of take a dip in there. They, the, where they have like the, the, the restaurant or the pizza oven and you could order crepes and all that kind of stuff. Cool. It was like this old building, like it looked like, you know, the original one. And then next door is like a little game room and going in, it just smelled like they've redone the floors and kind of put nice stuff in there, but you can just smell the age on it. You know, those old kind of abandoned buildings. If you've gone hiking or just find like kind of randomly, mm-hmm. like, you know, I guess a hundred years old, it's not like ancient, yeah. but just kind yeah. of has that old, smell in there yeah even my boys were like or one uh brewer he was like oh it stinks in here can we get out he's like really doesn't like smells i was like get in here kind of i don't know brought me back we used to go camping and stuff and there was this old like we call it the barn and we go search for pumpkin head and stuff Mm -hmm. and um it just smelled like that it was it was fun it was at (laughs) a place called the ranch we call it the ranch it was out kind of past Temecula before you get to Lake Skinner somewhere in there. I don't okay. even know where it was, but um, yeah, so it was um, nostalgic. It was cool, <laughs> but uh, camping wise, it was very luxurious. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a deck out front of your, your patio with a barbecue, like, uh, you know, lawn furniture. So you can lay out. They had a, you know, full on, not a full on table, but like, you know, fold up table. They had, that's where your sink is. So since you are technically in bear country, um, they do give you like a huge igloo cool or not igloo. What's the new one? Yeti. Oh yeah. A Yeti cooler that they say, put all your stuff in because, uh, I guess they have, they've recently as more, they just opened last year as they've had more people come in. Um, the bear, they call him Frankie, I think Frankie or <laughs> Freddie. He's, uh, he's getting a little, a little braver, kind of exploring a little more. But yeah. apparently they were telling us black bears are not like super aggressive, like a grizzly bear. Right. So they, they would. Food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to cuddle with them, but <laughs> that's kind of, kind of good to know. I guess we don't have grizzlies down here. Right. Is from what no, I understand. I think it's more like Alaska okay. um, up, up North. Okay. Makes my camping experience a little bit uh, less, less scary. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're still just big creatures though. That's the big, that's yeah. the thing is they're just, um, yeah. I mean, Chelsea and the boys were up in Mammoth while you guys were up camping too, um, and you know they were on on the lookout because obviously they're um, prevalent up there as well. Yeah, that's where I've seen. That's where we were camping during. Remember when the government shut down and like <laughs> there was nothing, <laughs> nothing was open? Like oh yeah, yeah. Well, we went up. We we we're supposed to camp, and then as we were driving up, or that oh, day, the, we're like, national parks oh, or whatever. Wait, oh, everything, right. yeah, everything yeah. shut down. But there was a private right as you're coming into Mammoth. There's like a private campsite. Anyways, that's where we saw two. We saw one. He was eating the fish out of our trash can, like literally two, three feet behind where we were sitting around the campfire. And you just hear like, it was a little baby one, but you could hear the mom later on that night running around the campsite. Yeah, and then one across the street. That was a little bigger, but. 
uh, did not see any up in up at Hutopia, but yeah. So you got to store all your food. Are you hoping to or no? No, no. They're <laughs> always it's always kind of yeah, a little especially with the kids. You're like every noise, you know. So you're still it's a canvas tent, so you could hear all everything going on outside, and you know it's it's still you could definitely hear things cruising around. Like the first night we were there, our neighbor went to bring out the trash and he told us this the next day. Cause the trash, you have to bring out your trash every night in the trash cans. They're all bear proof or whatever, but they're on the far end of the campsite, kind of outside the front gate. So you got to bring it there, throw it in there. They built like a fence around it. Now, I guess they didn't originally have that, but you just heard like something shaking it for a long time. And I thought it was just like the, workers taking out the trash or something like that. But our neighbor was walking down there and heard it too. And as he got down there, you know, shined his flashlight down there, didn't see anything, but there was no cars, nothing like that. So it was obviously an animal kind of creature, some kind of big animal trying to get in there. (laughs) Uh, So they were close, but they were not obviously uh, nothing seen. The biggest thing we saw was these gigantic squirrels. They're (laughs) like huge bringing up these like i don't know head size well probably like two fist size pine cones up trees i was like wow look at those guys <laughs> pretty impressive um, <laughs> but yeah inside they have so we have, we're in the little area it's called the paradise valley it's like the bottom level and there's probably 10 to 12 of these huts big open field and you walk up to the pool then you walk up to they have a playground for the kids too big area like they just built a deck kind of dining area ping pong bags uh what else is over there a giant jenga so kind of stuff to stay busy nice. but then they're building out a huge new let's call it a development called red rock kind of on the it feels it's probably half a mile away up this little dirt road uh, if, if anybody goes to Hutopia, I'd recommend getting the bottom ones, which is, I think it's called paradise Valley. It's like the normal tents. Don't go to red rock. Cause it's a hike. It is. Oh, okay. You have to come down. You have to basically drive down from there every time to go to the pool, to go to, uh, eat. To, so it's like, like traditional camping. No, there's, they're building these huge tents up there too. Oh, they are the same okay. style. They're just tighter up there. They're kind of tucked behind the the hills so people were saying it was like much hotter over there and then also much colder at night where we were is right up the valley so you could look out and you know you get like a breeze coming up pretty much at all times it's pretty it was pretty nice sunsets were amazing i'll I'll post a i'm gonna make a little reel post it here pretty soon nice um but yeah definitely it'd be fun to get like a big group and cruise out there and just get like all the tents and kind of just have like a big big party kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but yeah, definitely not camping. Yeah. I did try to get my feet dirty, but in they just got clean auto- automatically. <laughs> yeah, like, there's like the Roomba yeah. came up and like dusted your toes off. <laughs> basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. It was um th- so in our tent at the at the back of it, there's a bathroom with a sink yeah. with a shower. So, you know, like when you get done camping, you like decided to get home and kind of get clean and yeah you know i took two showers out there man i was like <laughs> okay now what <laughs> uh, yeah you, you debate when you're camping like whether it's safe to go in the the showers by the bathrooms yeah. you know without sandals or whatever yeah. you know yeah yeah this you're good hop <laughs> hop in there you're like you know and then go read a book and you're yeah. 
and you're or little, if you one forget of your quarters, two, you know, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, okay, here it is. There was a tiny, like 20 gallon, maybe even smaller water heater. Oh, and the, so the water boy, got cold. The two boys showered. And by the time they were done, yeah, it was cold water. So just <laughs> to let you guys know, which is actually pretty refreshing because it was so warm out. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I took a semi warm shower the next day, even though we did have hot water at that time. But awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. So definitely worth it. I think the other people who were staying in Red Rock that we t- chatted to, they lived in Carmel Valley. They were like, yeah, they made the mistake. It's a little cheaper in Red Rock, but they're like, we like they're like we have to drive down here they have s'mores every few days so the they the guy will the one of the hosts will light up the fire have s'mores around the fire which is rad kids love that fire pit or like yeah wood. no yeah they have a they have it like a dug in like these huge i don't know probably 10 12 feet wide holes and then in the middle they have so you could sit around the edge and then in the middle they have the little rocks and fire pit nice and uh yeah, s'mores night. I think one night they had a movie night. We didn't see it. They were, uh, I think that's just like usually a weekend thing. They had, they have all these activities. So they had, um, when we were leaving, they had a walk with the goats. Um, they brought some random goats up and they cruise around and they do like goat yoga and they walk on your back and stuff. <laughs> and we were on our way out. So we didn't get that. They had hike with Mike. So Mike will bring you around and show you, uh, which is one thing. There was not too many at least from what I found, I guess if you hiked with Mike, he'd show you the trails, but there was just one trail that went up to like this water tower, which is part of the, uh, it's on this property. Um, and then you kind of cruise down, you do a whole loop, but I mean, that was like the only hiking except mm-hmm. wherever Mike went. I'm not sure where he went, but, <laughs> uh, what else do they have? Yeah. Like kids crafts and stuff. So they kind of keep you busy, but I think like three days, our other red rock friends, they had like Monday through Friday, and they're like, yeah, I think we're thinking of leaving today just because like, we've got nothing else to do. They had three kids, probably, you know, like six, eight, ten, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, there was plenty to do, which is nothing, you know. Don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, That's the whole point. games, relax. Camping is just, yeah, just chilling and reading a book and listening to some tunage. Yeah. Yeah, little tune. Yeah, we didn't have any tunage because oh, that you don't have any except for right around the restaurant. Kind of that's mm-hmm. their office as well. Like that's where they yeah. that's where they do that. That's you can sign on to Wi-Fi right around there. Oh yeah. Um, so at your tent, which is nice, no phone service, no internet. So like you're kind of used to the habit of just like being bored and picking up your phone. You're like, oh, I can't do anything with that so it's like cool it's paperweight yeah so i actually read a uh, i read about half of a book called the psychology of money which is pretty good i have a book here which is pretty awesome it's called the meat eaters guide to wilderness skills and survival by steve ranella he's on a bunch of podcasts he's got his own podcast too but he's got a Netflix show or it was, I don't know where it was, but it, it's on Netflix now. It's called meat eater. He does hunting and fishing and all kinds of stuff. It's pretty awesome, but um, goes through like all the kind of emergency stuff you need. And, but the part I read was how to tie a knot. So I sat there during the kids rest time and tied a bunch of knots. It was pretty fun. Wow. Learn, learn how to tie <laughs> knots. <laughs> uh, I forget how to tie them now, but I'll <laughs> practice again. Yeah. Yeah. Knot tying was, was pretty awesome. Nice. And then two other things before we move on. 
So we were during that rest time when I was tying knots um, up the canyon because we we're like mid canyon and it keeps going. This big like valley that drops into uh, Valley Samor. Yeah. <laughs> look it up right here. <laughs> valley. Oh, that's a Valley Ceremo. That's what I'm going to call it. Yeah. Nice. That's why. Okay. Oh, no. Valermo. Okay. That's what it was. Valermo. Oh, I don't know why I keep saying Valley Ceremo. Valermo. Okay. That's kind of the town right there. Nice. It's Spanish for Barren Valley. So <laughs> sounds inviting. <laughs> they renamed it after they after the fires. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's at the bottom of the hill. Um, but so it's, it's this canyon cruising up. And I heard like this noise off in the distance, probably like a few seconds before we felt it, but an earthquake kind of cruised through. It was like in Indio, 3.3 or something. I looked it up when we got home. But it was weird because you could hear like at your house, you could feel your house kind of move, shake a little bit. But I heard it like coming down the canyon. It was like like a rumble, kind of sound like a like a jet or something, which mm-hmm. there was jets flying around here and there. So it's like, oh, and then our whole tent kind of shook for a few seconds. I was like wild. Well, that was kind of cool. Earthquake, but just the way it, you could feel the like kind of the direction it was coming huh. I, I mean not i guess it could have come from either way in the canyon i'm not exactly sure but yeah. felt like it was coming down the canyon it was pretty it's wild pretty rad and then the wife and i were sitting out one night staring at the stars nice. but it's not this area was not great for star gazing because it's like right up the hill from like a bunch of cities and stuff so it wasn't <laughs> like you know when you go to palmar or anything like that it's like yeah dark you see like yeah. a million stars yeah but we had recently watched a show on i think it was a vice documentary on like ufo hunters yeah and so that's what we were looking for ufos oh, and nice. i swear within two minutes of us she's like you think we're gonna see any ufos i was like oh, yeah whatever and there was something cruising through the sky definitely was not a plane because we were watching it it just cruised through like the whole time it just looked like a shiny dot you know you couldn't mm-hmm. really obviously tell what it was it was up pretty high but you can see planes around you know with the blinking and they're pretty obvious to tell staring at it the whole time no blinking no blinking it just kind of cruising across our whole view we probably saw it for a few minutes it was like i don't i've never seen a satellite so i mean it could have been that but it seemed like way too bright like way too close to be a satellite because it was like a good like a good like like a balloon and you know like a not a balloon, but like if a balloon floats away and you kind of see mm. it still like yeah. that size, not just like a, it didn't look like a little star passing or something. Yeah. And then cruise across the whole sky, watch it through the trees and then like kind of disappeared. And um, yeah, so we saw a UFO anyways. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Did you find a Bigfoot? That's a real question. No, we were searching. We were searching. <laughs> we were definitely searching, but did not find. So uh, definitely worth it. We're going to maybe go back next year at some point and um cool. Nice. Maybe try to get a crew up there. So Hutopia 2023. Come on in. Oh, by the way, shout out to Joe. He said he's in for our 200. I saw his email. 200th party. So (laughs) I think he should get something like get to wear a crown or something like that for the being the first person to write in. Yeah. So thanks, Joe. You're on the list, buddy. You're on the list. All right. Hutopia. I think that was all I had from Hutopia. Camping is not glamping. Glamping is not camping, but uh, fun nonetheless. It yeah. was a lot easier. You just pull up, unload your stuff, except the cooler situation. You got to be aware of what you're bringing. Cause you got to throw everything in the cooler. So the bears don't come and get it. Cause the cooler sits inside of your tent. It's bear resistant. I guess it seals like the smells yeah, in there. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so we had to like shuffle around the drink section and then like the cold food section. And then like on top was like the chips and all the other junk that we had. Yeah. So it was a lot of shuffling. Like, I think I rearranged the cooler 20 times a day. So, <laughs> which was fun. It was, it was a good job. It was, <laughs> it's it like was Tetris. Pretty, yeah. I was like, okay, so where do we put this? We got to load some drinks in here to get cold. Okay. Let's do this. All right. So anyways, good times, good times. Nice. Very cool. If you like being in the somewhat wilderness, but don't like setting things up, this is your spot. <laughs> I like it. All right. You want to talk since you just got back and you lost your voice at <laughs> the, do, do you call it the Giants game or do you call it the Padres game? <laughs> I usually say Giants Padres game. I usually say both. <laughs> okay. Um, just, you know, for good optics, you know. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went last night um, as a, as a big group. It was the four of us and then my folks and, uh, my brother and um, we had rad seats right down the third base line. Um, it's right at the spot where uh, third base line, but straight um, in front of the left fielder. Yeah. So like line drives down the line are kind of frightening. Yeah. Like literally the three people over from Chelsea had a ball a screamer, <laughs> hit him right in the hands and Ooh. bounced to the people behind him. <laughs> did they give it to him for no for the, no for the of pain? course not no oh, that's rude no. <laughs> like he um, was like good effort that probably hurt here you go yeah I, if he brought a glove he would have caught it no no gloves you got to bare hand those things oh no there's no chance well if it's a pop-up i could do that but like the ones yeah. that are like coming off the bat at like 102 miles an hour i'm not getting yeah. in front of that <laughs> yeah yeah i guess my my dad went to uh, when they were playing at qualcomm um when the pods played at Qualcomm, he got in early for whatever work and is standing in the upper deck for not the upper deck, the mid deck, maybe yeah. one of the upper decks for um, BP and uh, McGuire was in town and just, you know, ripping them. But he ended up catching one of McGuire's fly ball or home run balls. Yeah. Uh, barehanded made the, one of the new, like, uh, I don't know, local news, like catch of the day or something like that. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah. I think it was, let's call it CBS. I don't know. One of those local <laughs> affiliates, but um yeah, the screamers are a little tougher to, to catch. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially just coming down, I don't know why, just coming where that little area is situated. Yeah. Um, is just, the ball just comes off the bat hard. If, if it's getting there, it's not a pop-up usually. Let's put it yeah. that way. Um, and we were ready. The boys had gloves. Um, I kept saying, or asking Cam, I said, if the ball comes over here, are you actually going to try it or do you want to give me the glove? And he's like, no, I'll try it and I'll try it. So, okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Cause he left his glove here. So he mm -hmm. had my glove. Okay. Um, and as you know, my glove is not broken in at un nearly enough. So there's no chance he would have actually caught it anyway. Yeah. It at least you have right something out. to protect your face. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Shield. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it was great. We got there early. We got there to watch the Giants BP, which is when we saw the most foul balls anyway. Yeah. Um, and got to see a couple big home runs to left field and BP, a lot of screamers in BP and then not very many hits in the game. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. And it was a, a pitcher's duel, which we don't see. I don't see them as much these days. Um, I haven't seen one in person in, in a long time. Um, 
Giants had a ton of opportunities and couldn't sc- only scored one run, one scratched one across on a sack fly. And that's the yeah. only offense of the game. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, left a lot of runners on base. They had bases loaded. They had runners of first and third, no outs in the first inning. Um, and then the Potters just the, Alex Wood just pitched like a maniac, and Potters couldn't get anything going. Um, and like you said, all this new fresh talent and just not hitting the ball. <laughs> they ha- they haven't gelled yet. Let's say that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, they obviously they'll, they will hit and the Padres have weren't hitting before they got who they got. And, um, but yeah, it came down to, it was a one, nothing game. That was, that was the final. Um, yeah. And nothing really exciting to talk about since the one run was not very exciting, but yeah, those are, the pitchers' duels are, yeah, I don't know, not obviously not as fun as like a, <laughs> just you know, a seven to seven to nine game or something. But yeah, yeah, they you know, usually go quicker. Saying, yeah, we went to my dad and I when we went, whatever it was a month and a half ago or whatever. Um, it was a nine nothing shutout, but it was the Padres who scored all the runs, and it was exciting. And yeah, I mean, there was a lot going on as opposed to this one where there wasn't much. Yeah. Um, Juan Soto made an incredible catch in right field, just went face first into the wall after he caught it. Uh, <laughs> doesn't know his ballpark quite. Yeah. Quite yet. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was, he hit that like little outcrop, that little uh, porch in right oh, field. Yeah. He ran just like straight into that. <laughs> so, um, totally didn't not injure himself. Right, 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 right. Um, the last pitch of the game is just since there's not very many highlights, the last pitch of the game, um, the Giants closer, uh, D- uh, Doval, yeah, Doval, um, threw h- almost 103 miles an hour fastball to end the game. It was 1.2, miles an hour. Nice. So pretty wild. It's tough to catch up to. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Like he, he's usually like 98, 99 and can hump up and get to like 100, 101. I haven't seen 103 ever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know if I have in real IRL in real life. Yeah. Right. But, um, I was reading the article from like CBS or something about the the trade from the nationals. And it was, I told you given the, Padres a score or a grade of an A. Yep. And the Nationals got a grade of a D. So <laughs> uh, expand on that. Yeah. I mean, so the, the, and who knows? I mean, the Nationals, the pieces they got, maybe they'll be an A in five years. They just got pieces. Well, that's, that's Padres' yeah. goal. That's like, yeah, 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 maybe they'll be this then. Yeah. But you're like, okay, how many right, of those exactly. actually work out? Like, right. And the, and the nationals are awful. I mean, they've won, I think they're like 36 and 75 or something like that. Like so yeah. they're, they're by far the worst team in baseball. Yeah. There was, I, I don't think it was the nationals. I forget who it was. It might not even been this year. It popped up in my newsfeed. Uh, somebody threw a no hitter and still lost the game. Did you see <laughs> yeah, that recently? Was, yeah. Wasn't that earlier this season? Yeah. It might not have been this week, but I don't, I don't I remember know who it was. It was like yeah. reds or pirates or something. Yeah, like I think that. it was the reds. Yeah. I yeah. think it was the reds. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, no that's hitter. <laughs> oh, anyways. Okay. Back to the trade. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, once out they, I mean, the Padres got, 
you don't see trades for all-star caliber elite players that are 23 years old. Yeah. Like ever. Um, although the nationals have a history of it. Like I saw some, somebody posted a video of, it's just, you know, they're, their bed and they're dropping jerseys on it and it's literally all the tra- the players the nationals have traded away so bryce harper jersey rendon jersey max scherzer jersey and then the soto jersey um they've traded away a lot of talent um but you don't see 23 year olds getting traded yeah that often in the potter and, and soto's obviously a phenomenal baseball player um and they also got josh bell who's way better than um, whatever his name is. Not, he's already, I forgot his name after he just left. Hosmer. <laughs> he's way better than Hosmer. Um, and they couldn't even give Hosmer away. Yeah. Because he vetoed the trade to the Nationals. He did? Yeah. He said, nah. <laughs> yeah, he had, I guess, a 10-team no-trade clause. And the Nationals were one of them, so he vetoed it. So they had to bundle in um, um, Luke Voigt. Um, so he went to the Nationals instead, and then the Padres turned around and just pretty much gave away Hosmer to the Red Sox. Yeah. So, and they're going to well, be paying, why paying he didn't contract. Wanna, why didn't he not want to go to? That's because they're awful. <laughs> yeah, but still, like, <laughs> I don't know. And maybe doesn't want to be. In, I mean, DC is not a very desirable place to be right now either. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But, um, and it could be ownership. I mean, that's also. Could be ownership too. I don't know if you're picking ten ten teams out that you don't want to be on. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious who else is on the list. Yeah, I mean it takes off quite a bit from. Uh, it yeah, takes, it knocks it down by a third. Yeah, right. Um, so I mean, overall, in in the Padres also got Hater from Milwaukee, so they got a new closer, and they got um, Drury from Tampa Bay. Um, so I mean, they they did. They definitely got an A, not just on that trade, but they on all of them. They just happened to play the Dodgers <laughs> in the first series with all their new players. Yeah. And they're unbeatable yep. at the moment. Yeah. It just, says uh, the Padres are just one and five with Soto on the lineup and are currently in the midst of a five-game losing streak. <laughs> 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 they're swept by the Dodgers, lost a series opener to the Giants. Uh, they can only Welcome muster to five hits. They're, uh, they've been outscored 20 to four. Or they were outscored twenty to four by the Dodgers in that sweep, yeah. uh, but shut out in back-to-back ball games. So first time in, since two thousand seventeen, I think, is what I read last night. They're mired in a twenty-three inning scoreless streak. The Padres, Padres lead for the third wild card spot in the National League uh, is down just to just one game. Yep, and Giants are only five back from that third wild card spot too. So watch out, Padres. Yep. Tonight, well, this game will already be done, but game two, three game series with Giants, they have Joe Musgrove on the mound versus Alex Cobb. So maybe get a W there, guys. Come on. Yeah. And I just got a text from a friend of the show uh, and our friend Brian that said that um, unless the Padres win today and tomorrow, he's not playing softball with us this week. So (laughs) (laughs) So I'll see you next week, Brian. All right. (laughs) <laughs> uh, this stat for Musgrove too is not good. The Padres have lost in six of his last seven starts. So mm. yeah, yeah, you signed that big old contract, and then all of a sudden, well, you got to give the guys some some support. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah, you got to score a couple runs. Yeah, I, I mean, this it's it, the Giants will give one up this week. I promise. It, okay. won't, it won't be a sweep. All right. 
I mean, as uh, much of, of a fan of, of my team as you know I am, uh, I'm also a realist. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the Giants are plus 145. They, they, get, a, they get a point one plus 1.5 run. So they're the, the dogs still. Yep. In the betting circles. Yeah. Uh, you know, the I mean, you look at the Padres lineup, like I was looking at it yesterday when it, both of them came out because um, the boys are curious, you know, if Brandon Crawford's playing and you know, Strzemski's playing, then I think keep out, kept asking. So I looked at it and I'm like, the Giants literally have no star power on their team other yeah. than people that were stars like in 2014. <laughs> that still counts <laughs> like, as something, I mean, right? Evan Longoria and Brandon Crawford are in the lineup and um, Brandon Belt wasn't. Uh, Wilmer Flores, who's been playing forever, and Alex Wood as your starter. It's like all these old dudes and then a whole bunch of names you don't know. <laughs> Just no stars whatsoever. So, um, yeah. And then you look at the Padres and it's, you know, a whole bunch of all-stars. Like this season, all-stars. Yeah, that's one thing about the, the all-star game, the little half inning I watched. Um, who made it for the Padres second baseman? Cronenworth. Uh, uh, Cronenworth, yeah. The one ball that was hit to him, he, he didn't, I mean, it was a solid line drive, but he just didn't dig it out and like kind of like fell back. <laughs> so it's pretty ugly. We're like, oh, okay, good job. <laughs> come on, come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's usually how Giants play in the all-star games too. So, yeah. I mean, other than... I think it was like Matt Cain or somebody that started. I can't yeah. remember. I think it was the year after World Series. And I think he pitched like, per, like a, not a perfect inning, but close to it. Other than that, one pitching performance, I think every all-star for the Giants over the last whole bunch of years has been awful. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. So, yeah. All -star, our, our teams don't show well in the all-star game. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, well, you got you to gotta have – somebody to represent the team and it's like yeah oh i gotta choose some of these guys i know so i know I'm, I'm those seasons where the are your team's so bad that they have to like scrape the bottom of the which relief pitcher are we going to put <laughs> on the team so the potters <laughs> of the giants have my mike, mike adams yeah. the the eighth inning pitcher for the padres yeah <laughs> it's coming yeah right <laughs> yeah. yep yeah so that, that they will win again pottery fans i don't think you have to worry about that they yeah, will get another I, win this season. Let's just uh, get the uh, get this playoff run going. So, yeah, I or honestly, some, I just don't want to play the Dodgers game. anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's just not. They're just so much better than everybody else that it's not fun to watch. Yeah, like literally, you super excited. We got two runs against them, and then they score six. It's like, <laughs> you kidding me? There you guys go. <laughs> get out of here. Or they score. I mean, again, in the Pottery game, like they got eight runs in two games in a row. It's like uh, not very many teams can, comp especially with the Dodgers pitching. Yeah. You're not going to get eight runs against them. Yeah. Like at all. So it's like a get if, if Padre or if the Dodgers score eight, you lose a hundred percent of the time, not 90%, a hundred percent of the time you lose. Yeah. It's pretty tough to, especially when you put up zero <laughs> <laughs> or three or, or three. whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep all yep right. all right so Let's i give it an a too just so an a. You know. okay i give it an a. honestly I, for for i you know most of my friends are padre fans so i was excited for you guys yeah um, and i thought it was awesome yeah you just don't want to go one and six one and five when you make a huge trade so <laughs> well, well you see, also it's got to be tough to, like you I have mean, to get that one too chris you haven't got that one yet so you can't yeah. go zero and five yeah yeah, well, you, you got that did, 
one and one and five. One, <laughs> you won the first one. There was some fun news. They were like, yeah, they're they're, and then nothing since. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did they get one win? Oh yeah, that's they, right. They, they got did the first the win. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, so there, it's not all bad guys. That's right. Um, okay, a few things in news before we get to the craft corner. Anything else on baseball, real quick? No. Okay. No, we got <laughs> exciting, exciting weeks ahead for for softball. We got two games a week for the next three, and then playoffs. Yeah, yeah so we'll see. We'll see. We might need some fill-ins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I already know for. For a handful i've already been getting the text messages so. okay good i might be one of them but um all right a few things kind of in the news section well first well some sad news i'll bring up the sad i'm going to tease the sad news so sad news will be last i don't think you're allowed <laughs> to tease sad news <laughs> it's not like super sad it's just kind of like oh that's sad um okay but first off so we were driving by on el camino uh real and right next to Felipe's Pizza, across the street from Rico's, where uh, what it used to be a Brazilian spot. Um, anyways, right oh, there yeah. next to what else is in there? I guess the LA Fitness is in that center. The yeah. I got all that stuff, but well, there's the old, just a old Target Center for all the this for all those old now. listeners. Yeah, for yeah. all the uh, OGs, OG Encinitas. Yep. Uh, but there's a sign out that says Don Chicken. You're like, what? <laughs> what the hell is Don Chicken? Uh, Don Chicken. I found it. Don Chicken to debut first U.S. location in San Diego. A local franchisee introduce, introducing a Korean brand to Encinitas. So it's a Korean-born uh, fast casual chicken restaurant. It's oh, Sabor de Vida. That's the one. Uh, oh, Sabor okay. de Vida Brazilian Grill. It's called That center is called El Camino Commons for anybody who's looking for it. But the company is headquartered in Seoul, South Korea. Don Chicken operates. They got 300 locations in their home country. Wow. With like China, Vietnam, Thailand, all kinds of stuff. Um, but they're specializing in premium grilled, oven baked, and Korean style fried chicken with signature sauces. Their top menu items include the cheese chicken with oven baked boneless chicken wings tossed when sauce is covered in cheese or their original fried chicken. So it's like kind of like a a take on fried chicken, but they have a picture of the, the one I just said right now. It's mm-hmm. like in this little tiny cast iron pot. You're telling me it's Korean fried chicken. Yeah. So it's KFC. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. You're right. It is. It is. It's the Korean fried chicken. <laughs> oh, so they are, it doesn't say when they're opening, but, um, a website and social media for the local spot are in the works and the SES Red Sat ex- expected to open in phases within a month. So wow. anybody who was wondering what's going there, it's at 215 South El Camino Real Suite G in Encinitas, California 92024. So nice. you guys need a new chicken restaurant or just something new. It's always fun to try new stuff. So um, and fried chicken, we don't have too many of them around. We have got uh, Chicks Natural for Grilled chicken. Uh, rotisserie chicken. chicken. Yeah. You got Crack Shack for fried chicken. This is going to be somewhere in between. So yeah. Um, I might be on your list, but did you see the new Mendocino Farms going in? Oh yeah. I know Camino yep. and Encinitas. It did. It's opening August 20 something rather. Yep. So it looks like they built it out. They're probably doing some soft opening trainings, all that kind of stuff. I saw them hiring some people over there. Yeah. Um, I just had it for the first time last week um, from the Bressy location. I hear good things. Yes. Yeah, it was good. Good sandwiches. Like 
the history or the history of spicy sandwich or something like that, or the science, I don't know, some spicy okay. uh, turkey sandwich was delicious. Nice. Yeah. I'll have to give it a try in the next, what are we on? This will drop on the 10th. So you're about two weeks out from it opening. That's right off El Camino Real in the old Chipotle. Yeah. Right there. And so Chipotle moved down to Weekend Plaza. Yep. They went to the old, was it a Burger King? I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. And they're building that shuffling. on. So. It looked shuffling. like it, the Burger King was a drive-thru. I don't know. Can you have a drive-thru Chipotle? <laughs> Is that a thing? It'd be rad. Honestly, yeah. I, there's times where I don't want to get out of my car. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know. They might have a drive-thru Chipotle and Antonita's coming up too. I, I'm not sure how they're building it out, but. It's maybe a little complicated. Although yeah. they just make it all at the same time too. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe you could just do like, maybe you have to use the app to order. That kind of makes sense. Like here, oh, yeah. download the app, order. We'll have it when you get to the window. Yeah. That's kind of like a good way to do it. Then you don't yeah, have to like have that. somebody on the, on the, on the lines. Um, but, all yeah. Right. Yeah. Dude. You'd have to have somebody on the lines with like a headset on putting like, okay, chicken. Okay, cool. And corn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Going down the line. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. That'd be funny. Yeah. So they got to find something out. Yeah. Cause it's, it's kind of hard to, like it's easy to order when you're in there, but when, I don't know, a drive through, but we'll see. Um, when you don't see it too. You're like, Oh man, I, I forgot to ask for rice. And then they yeah. have to go all the way back down the line. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll see how it shakes out. That's coming nice. soon as well. Uh, this is in San Marcos news, new restaurant row owner promote pro- proposes a mixed use project at the site. So it got sold in 2020 and they are, the the current owner, whoever it was, it was just some person. It's called company San Marcos Restaurant LLC, Elizabeth Papara. And they've teamed up with uh, Lennar Homes of California. And they've it's super early. They still have to do the their meetings and all that kind of stuff, but potentially put some sort of kind of like North City-ish. So right across the freeway, yeah. uh, North City-ish place where you have mixed use, where you have commercial Actually, it's not across for you, right across San Marcos Boulevard. Yeah. Uh, you have, you know, a bunch of houses they're looking in to put in, I think it was like 200 different houses or 200 different units. Oh, so wow. it kind of sucks. Like the, they interviewed the guy from the 55 yard line. He's been there for 17 years and built it up and kind of, you know, with plans potentially to sell it. But he's yeah. saying it's his, his lease is up in February and it's kind of hard to sell a place when you, you don't have that lease in place, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, so now what do we do anyway? Yeah. So he's kind of bummed, not sure what he's going to do, but there's the sad news. No, no, there's more sad news. Oh, oh geez. Yeah. He Good said, account. uh, they're also right next door. There's like a Sears or it was a Sears outlet, not oh, different yeah. property, but they're, they are in the works to put some, uh, housing right there as well. So anyways, it's just in the first phases. they like I said, it kind of in the drawings, renderings, it looks North City-ish, not as big. It's probably like three stories tall. So I don't know. It kind of cool, but kind of takes away a lot of that vibe down there of yeah. old restaurant, old California restaurant row, yeah. coffee shops and all that kind of stuff. It's got to go through a few phases. I mean, it probably would be three to five years out still, yeah. but we shall see. And it says the company, it, it does sound like they are trying to move forward because it sounds like the whoever owns it is trying to relocate or find it says find other spots for 
current businesses. So, got it. Yeah, the exact details are vague, but mentions. Imagine the plans. some of those things are going to stay in there, though, right? Like that. I, I guess I need to look at the map, but like Buffalo Wild Wings is like brand new. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess they bulldoze it just all. All build just around Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> that's like the, that's like the draw. That's it's a like, staple. It's actually built around like that's the courtyard. You yeah, like, got to go through right, there. Yeah. So yeah, that wing yeah. smell in the morning. You know. Yeah, yeah. Just give me some uh, some some hot wing sauce and extra <laughs> spicy. Yeah. It's the plans are vague, but it says constructing 202 multifamily and townhome units above ground level commercial businesses, as well as a 1.5 acre park and street improvement. So Interesting. in the works, in the works, but uh, we'll keep you updated right here on North County now. Nice. In sad news, this is the email directly from the source. Sad news, exclamation mark, all caps, sad news. The BTR is closing. Oh no. The beer garden slash patio. If you read on. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, I mean, me. that's still sad news. They are closing down the beer garden in the coming week. So they're not sure about what they're going to do. I'm not what they're going to do. They're, they're not sure when, but they're going to have a final patio party coming up here soon in the next few weeks. Say, but I, I know go use my gift card, but they're not going to close. They're, no, just no, closing they're not the closing. They're closing the patio, which is a, it was a huge draw during pandemic and all that kind of stuff. And awesome that they had it. Yeah. It expanded the, I mean, it made it a beer garden, not just a tap yeah. room. Uh, so anyways, they are, they're going to keep pouring beers, but in a few short weeks, the patio that you've enjoyed eating and drinking and meeting friends and family, I will be gone. Thanks a lot. Landlord is what they said. I know they were in the works with yeah, the landlord to figure out what was going on. But anyways, that is the sad news of the day. So if you guys want to go enjoy the patio at the brewer's tap room over in Encinitas, BTR, you only got a few weeks left, so yep. get on down there. T- text me, not Chris, and I'll meet you there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they have a little athletic bruise or something. <laughs> uh, Travis would never do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my leg's asleep. Hold on. Coming back. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Chris just stood up. For, the, <laughs> for those of you bit. who can't see the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Chris oh. is down. Chris is down. No. I'm so. coming. <laughs> All right. Coming back. <laughs> oh, let me open that window again because uh, where'd it go? I want to read you the beers they have on tap since we're in the craft corner right now. Beers on tap now. They got Mother Earth Second Chance Collaboration IPA, Birds and Trivana, Seek and Enjoy collab with Hop Anonymous Brewing, which I just saw that they were a brewery. So go check them out. I just like the name, Hop Anonymous. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they are, I don't know if they're new, maybe a few years old, but I was looking on a map and uh, found them. I don't know why, but. They got some abnormal offshoot Russian river, pure Ale Smith, pariah five suits. They got three, five suits on and uh, port brewing creative creature, which we don't have any update on that for the San Alejo location. Uh, Still waiting. And then coming soon, little Mike Hess. They got Bergen hand selected since Bergen has a tap there all the time. They got some hot food for you. Nice. That's yours. Duckfoot, liquid jam, hazy. Uh, So a lot of, a lot of good stuff coming. All right. In nice. other craft news, what was your beer of beer the, of the week? week? My my beer of the week came from where we went golfing yesterday. Nice Twin Oaks. Um, if you haven't played Twin Oaks, it is a fun one. Yeah. Uh, I only lost three balls, which is miraculous for me. Yeah, and I, I didn't, didn't even I, factor them into my score, which turns out that's the reason I beat you yesterday. <laughs> I th- <laughs> think I went through a, a few sleeves, so probably six <laughs> six pack maybe. 
as, as I told you yesterday, my dad, I, when I learned how to golf, my dad always said, losing a ball is enough punishment. You don't need to take the stroke. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell the people what your dad said about uh, one iron. <laughs> don't tell people, as I said. Yeah, no, tell them. That's oh, a, tell that's them. A good. Or uh, just the low iron. I think it's I like guess. a Lee, is Lee Trevino. Is that like a? Yeah, he's uh, a golf announcer. Yeah, I think it's maybe a, something, maybe something from them. But it. This is from it's from Craig Lewis. Yeah, it's from my dad. I just remember him talking about. Uh, anytime anybody mentioned like a one iron or two iron, he always mentioned the joke about. Um, it's the club you can play in a lightning storm because not even God can hit a one iron. So. <laughs> <laughs> true. So, true. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it is one of the hardest clubs to hit just because it's, uh, I mean, it looks like a straight up and down iron. It's not, yeah. it doesn't have much loft to it. Not much um, loft, not much club. It's just like a stick. Yeah. I mean, it's great for under, I mean, that that's the use for one iron is like under a tree. Yep you know, trying to keep it real low. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so got a beer. I was the only <laughs> drinking alone on a golf course was <laughs> brutal yesterday. Um, but, um, I got a port brewing and mostly just grabbed it because it didn't realize that they had completely rebranded everything. Yeah. Um, but it was the wipeout IPA, which has been a staple of theirs for a really long time. Just a great I- IPA very much in like the Swami's, style since they mm-hmm. have ties back to each other uh back in the day but um it's one of the ones you can find all the time um check out their new uh, new logo and their new designs on the cans because they're they're out there yep <laughs> i'm sure um, they yeah i'm sure they did them all I yeah yeah they did they did recently but um i just look for it it says introduces new logo and rebrand website. The website hasn't been rebranded yet. Website still looks <laughs> Coming like soon. old as old as old can get. Yeah. Um, so that it hasn't happened yet, but the cans look rad. Uh, yeah. And the beer was obviously delicious. So. Yeah. Same, <laughs> same great flavor. Just yeah. the cans. Same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I don't, it's funny on their website, it has bombers like as all the different <laughs> beer pictures. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen a, a wipeout. Uh, bomber in a long time so no those were hot in the mid like 2010 yeah right exactly the old bombers those are great you get that they uh, nobody really makes them except a few select few companies anymore but those are super fun because you could just like i just want to taste this beer and this beer and this beer so i get three different bombers and sample them yep no moss all right moss well my beer of the week or not not beer of the week yeah well i'll share the the, what i was drinking up in the hills up in the hutopia but san diego beer news sdbn i didn't know they were so fresh that's where we get a lot of our beer content and beer news and what's brewing and what's coming soon and all that kind of stuff but i didn't know they so they started in 2020 but a local brewery to debut just the facts ipa in celebration of san diego beer news's second anniversary so they collabed with one of the better breweries here, Epig. Just the facts, West Coast IPA. And it was just to celebrate their second year anniversary. So if you guys are looking for something fun and stay updated on your beer news, go to sandiegobeernews.com. Let's see when this is actually coming out. Let's find out here. It is... 
Epigs, 24 total. They got 24 total San Diego Beer News Awards medals. Gold for its 1045 to Denver in the West Coast IPA category. Fourth anniversary double IPA, Natural Bridge Pilsner. And it's coming out in their tap rooms. Just the facts will be tapped at Epigs Waterfront Beer Garden in Point Loma at 3 p.m. on Friday, August 12th. So that's this coming Friday. Before making its debut at the company's brewery in Vista at noon on Saturday, August 13th, Hernandez, I think he is the started the San Diego Beer News, will be on hand for both events. Just the facts will also be available in four packs and 16 ounce cans at both locations, as well as retail accounts where epic beers are sold. So cool. Yeah, little epic. It looks like kind of their standard black can. Looks good. Looks good. And then it's got to be good. I mean, Epic is coming through a little 6.5%, 45 ABU. And you got some Strata, some Mosaic, and some Simcoe. So uh, pretty standard hop roll there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this Friday and Saturday. So if you got in Point Loma, go hit them up down there. If you are up here, go enjoy the views at their location up this way and try them out. Nice, Ren. Yeah, my beer the week. Okay, it's not beer. It's a craft. I don't even know if it's a craft, but it's a craft water. Uh, craft water, yes. But it's included. It, it has hops included as well. So mm. it's called hop water, which I mentioned on last week's show. It's basically, no, it is exactly a seltzer flavored with hops. That's their classic flavor. And then they have a little bit of blood orange. They have a lime. They have a mango. They have a peach. They have a few different flavors on top of that. All with hops. So that's kind of the main flavor. And it's good, crisp. It's not hoppy like a beer, which I kind of didn't know what to expect. It just kind of has that crisp kind of right when you crack open, let's say, uh, weekend vibes. And you kind of get that burst of you know, smell in your face. That's kind of the flavor you're getting through this hop water. So I don't know if I'll buy it again because it was super expensive. It was like 20 bucks for a 12 pack, which is just the same as beer. So, yeah. uh, but it was definitely tasty. Here's their story from their about page. Hi, we're hop water. H O P W T R is how they spell it. So, uh, we made our brew good for the cruise so that no one has to choose between having fun or missing out with no alcohol, calories, carbs, or sugar. Hop water is a way to unwind and relax without booze. Crap it, crack open a cold one whenever, wherever, without hesitation to cheer to cheers wins. Wait, I don't even know how to, without hesitation to cheers <laughs> wins big and small. That's a very weird sentence, but um, it was, uh, I, I read it last week, but just two dudes in their thirties, their dads, they're just like, well, you know, what do we do? <laughs> and it's got a few other ingredients too, that are supposed to help with brain stuff and whatever, but. Definitely refreshing. Go try it if you want. That's my beer. Of Are the you week. a peach guy? I would. Yeah, I got the the mixed pack. I do like I do like peach flavored things. Cool. I'm so, just collecting the peach flavored things that I get and pass them off. Yeah, to yeah. I've had a peach IPA once, which was pretty tasty. Uh, definitely like the peach sours. You don't find too many of them. There was one that had I don't know if it was a sour. No, actually, maybe that was the other one that uh, Battle Mage. So when they make their, I think it's their lager or their pills or one of those two, they, the guy, every 
batch. He brews it with different stuff. He said cherry was a really popular flavor. The one I had was pineapple, which was tasty. And then the other one, he might've said peach was, was a, a fan favorite. I forget if that was it, but yeah, definitely. I mean, peach, peach is pretty solid. You're not a peach guy. I'm thinking. Nope. No, no. Okay. I, I mean, I'll drink it. Yeah. It's the last K in the Vashland, you know, yeah. Peach lemonade or whatever, but not, not my favorite. Um, yeah. I don't eat too many peaches these days. Uh, the, my, my little guys do, I don't know. They're super tasty. You get them like farmer's market style, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm more, you know, in the beverages. So yeah. Like a peach iced tea is solid. Yeah. What's your uh, favorite song about peaches? Uh, yeah, dude, obviously, uh, Justin Bieber, my boy, <laughs> get my peaches down in Georgia. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I I was not going to go that one. I was going to do the presidency of the United States of America. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's it's a, funny that there's more than one song about peaches. Yeah, there's another one. I think it's uh, maybe P. Diddy might have had something to do with it, but Peaches and Cream. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's yep. another one, too. I can't think of it right now, but there was, I, there was four, at least four Peaches songs, so. <laughs> but mine is definitely my boy Jay Beebs. So yeah, Your all boy. right, yeah, my boy. <laughs> These are uh, since since I'm on a no alcohol kick right now. Some people might be interested in that. Some might be interested in low alcohol, or some might be neither. But these are. I'm not going to go through them all because some of them are. 10 local brews. Well, I'll just read them off. 10 local brews with low to no alcohol that will still satisfy your cravings. These San Diego made beers and cocktails are heavy on flavor, but light on booze. Starting with low ABV, a little dog leg brewing. Give me golden ale, 4.7%. And it's, uh, if you know, dog leg, they are golf themed. So beer and golf remain iconic. I think that's what we had on the golf course. Cause I think last time I played Twin Oaks with my uncle, I believe they were, had a special on dog leg. Yeah. yeah, and it was good. It was good. I, I'm not much of a golden ale type guy, but on the golf course, solid. Yep. Next one, uh, viewpoint. And I think you had one of these last time, not the viewpoint one, but the version, but they had it's called Impasta Italian Pilsner, 4.9%. Yep. Yeah. Italian Pilsner is known for their crisp finish. Yep. Next up, it's just called Light Beer Society, 4.5%. Uh, they're just it's their, their take on, you know, yeah. kind of the, the macro loggers like Budweiser and Coors. So they are kind of taking that portion of the craft scene. Second chance beer company has buddy logger at 4.6%. Uh, roller brewing company has pucker factor Berliner vice 3.4%. Some of those vices are definitely in the, that super 3% McKellar too. Like they're, their beers are usually in the lower ABVs. Even their IPAs are kind of on the five, five and a half realm. So it's kind of a European thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. North Park Beer Company, they have a Bird Park Bohemian style Pilsner at 4.7%. Epic making the list. Glitz and Glam Berlin or Vice. They are known for their lagers, but don't sleep on their sours. This super bubbly, wildly fruited Berlin or Vice practically explodes with fresh cherry and raspberry flavor. So that sounds tasty. I didn't know they did any sours. No ABV. Alesmith got in the game with a non-alcoholic IPA. Haters will say beer without booze isn't actually beer, but Alesmith begs to differ. They uh, recently entered the non-alcoholic beer realm with their NA IPA and someone who has tried a lot of non-alcoholic beers. I can safely say this is a top contender for one of the best. 
makes sense with ale smith coming through yep uh improv booze free cocktails they got a paloma they are two veterans of the craft beer industry james murray from ballast point and coronado and alex brooks formerly latitude 33 and crafting source collective witnessed the rise of low and no alcohol and decided to enter the game for themselves so their paloma is ready to drink and ready to change diehard tequila fans minds and then athletic brewing who's huge in the or i would say one of the bigger ones in the game they're they have a brewery a brewery in kind of that miramar area which is kind of cool a That's local craft beer yeah they're they're super fruit swell tropical ipa is the na Athletic remains the runway leader in NA beer and their latest tropical IPA collaboration with Laird Superfoods. The surfer, if you guys know Laird Hamilton, emulates notes of mango, pineapple, and of course, hops to keep tricking palates into thinking it's a typical IPA. 80 calories is limited edition brew, has all the personality without all the other stuff. So there's your weekend beverage options. So go get some of those kiddos. (laughs) All right. What else we got? Anything? I don't think so. I think that's it. All right. I need to get my voice back for sure. Yeah. Oh, Cassie's plugging in his computer. That's why he went I, silent for a while. <laughs> it's only like 30 seconds. Yeah. I saw you <laughs> moving around, but I did get my extension cord. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for following along, guys. Tune in next week, episode 172, another epic episode. And be sure to subscribe, leave a little comment. Uh, I was the uh, uh, unofficially, no, officially sponsored by the Beach Life Group. You guys, need anything hit us up hello at northcountyca.com find me over on the old instagram at i am chris erickson and me at cassie lewis re catch you guys all next episode